At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. It is Holden with Vison. It is the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. We've got a fun show for you today. A lot of football. A lot of football. As a matter of fact, we actually have a real football game coming up tonight. The Hall of Fame game. I'm going to handicap that for you. Give you a couple of tips on if you're betting. The preseason, got a lot going on with the Broncos. Got to revisit uh, the MVP race with Russell Wilson. Does this kind of take him out of my pool of players to bet on? And then uh, let's look at this wide receiver market. Plus, my buddy Mark Springer. Ah, yes, he's coming on. We're going to discuss some baseball plays with him. And then I don't know why somebody bet uh, $250 on the Rockies to win the World Series, but people like to waste their money, I suppose. Let's get into this, though. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. No odds movement on Bet Rivers in the AFC West futures market. As a matter of fact, no markets have moved even since this Tim Patrick injury. And let's face it, it's a wide receiver, too. It's Tim Patrick. It's not going to move lines. But if you're a little nuanced better, maybe we can look at this and and try and find an edge or two if they're there. Denver still has the third longest odds to win the division at plus 270. Chargers plus 225. KC the favorites at plus 170. But let's go look at this Broncos wide receiver room here on number one of the front range for the four biggest sports stories on the front range. Seven wide receivers. Is it possible that the Broncos are going to carry seven now that it's Sutton and Judy and a whole bunch of other dudes that need to prove themselves? Actually, it's Sutton, and then everybody else needs to prove themselves. But the locks, to me, Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Washington. 
Uh, Montreal, Washington, who they draft. At the very least, he'll be a returner here. So then you've got Kendall, uh, Kendall Hilton, Hinton, excuse me, Hinton, Kendall Hinton. Not a great quarterback uh, is all I can say about that. So four locks, then Hinton, who's number six and seven then. And getting a lot of buzz right now is Seth Williams. He was the sixth rounder last year. He was out of Auburn, big school. Had a catch for 34 yards. Really was not <clears throat> part of the plans. But at 6'3", 210, this is a lot like Tim Patrick's body type. Uh, this will be his second season. Again, he was drafted in the sixth round. And we'll see if he gets some more run here in the preseason. Because at least from a... A stature standpoint, Williams was the closest to Patrick. Now, the other players that are in the mix. How about Travis Fulgham, who was with the Eagles two years ago, had a couple good games. That was it. Trey Quinn, formerly in Washington. Tyree Cleveland, who you may know. And then there's Darius Shepard, 5'11", 186. Here is the problem. So many of these guys are just the same guy. 5'9", 5'10", 5'11". You know, 190 pounds, 186 pounds. There's just a bunch of dudes that are the same guy. And Shepard's, they just signed him, 30-year player out of North Dakota State. 14 games of Green Bay, 2019 and 2020. Uh, pretty forgettable. Had six catches for 47 yards. Uh, last year, he was on practice squads. He had a lot of them. Arizona, Minnesota, Pittsburgh. He signed with the New Jersey Generals of the USFL. And uh, that was about it. That's all I got for you, for Darius Shepard. I don't think any of these guys really make a big impact. And that's the concern now. So you're hoping it's Seth Williams. You hope one of these other guys, maybe Tyreek Cleveland, steps up. But they're definitely going to need another wide receiver that could contribute going forward. And we're going to have to find out if that guy is on the roster. Now, is there a seventh rounder that they would give up for somebody that's not going to fit on a roster i suppose but then you got to get that player in here you got him caught up get him caught up to speed on a new offense and it's a new offense for russell wilson and everybody else so it's not a great situation it's one of the doomsday scenarios we talked about the broncos can get away with this but boy a number two wide receiver I don't know how many teams you could say it would hurt them worse than it does the Broncos. Very top-heavy at wide receiver. But um, I want to talk about Cortland Sutton now for a second. Again, uh, I think they'll end up having to carry six just because they're not going to carry seven. They'll have to carry six. question is, you know, who's going to be that sixth guy? I don't know. I, I don't think they know at this point. But I want to go back and look at a yards prop for Cortland Sutton. I had uh, placed him a little over a thousand yards back. This was uh, what back a month and a half ago. I just ran it through my numbers, through my algorithm, popped up. I think it was a little over a thousand yards. Okay, and now he's the unquestioned number one. Like he's getting, he's gonna have to get more targets now. Naturally. Is that one more game? Is that two more game? We'll find out, but that could have a big, big, I mean, we're talking, you know, he gets one more target a game. Is that 17 more, two more targets a game. We're talking 34. That's in a 17 game season. He's going to have a lot of work coming his way. There's no doubt about it. So among wide receivers with at least 60 targets last year, Sutton was first an average depth of target, A dot 15.4. I expect that to continue. I expect some deep balls to Cortland Sutton. Okay. Uh, 12th among receivers with 95 plus targets with an A dot of 12.3. Okay. Downfield targets, 
very, very valuable here. Very valuable. And I think Wilson's going to be able to really utilize his skill set because this is Cortland Sutton's skill set. A healthy number one wide receiver in this offense could mirror what DK Metcalf did two seasons ago with Wilson. Again, Wilson was healthy that year. DK hit 1,300 yards. Lockett was second at 1054. You know, and now Jerry Judy just basically has to turn into Tyler Lockett. Not an easy ask, but he almost has to. I'm not looking for Sutton um, in a yards, props, uh, anything above a thousand. Okay. But I will say this there are 900s out there. And if you bet preseason props and you're not afraid of injury and you're just going to take it, I mean, Cortland Sutton, this didn't move. I'm seeing them at 900 and a half yards around the market. They post 900 and a half yards at Bet Rivers. Uh, I might have to break my rule and, and bet a, a futures over in the preseason. I, I really do believe Sutton, he's a lot to, to hit 1,000 yards, even if he only plays 16 games. I hit the over on this one, anything up to 1,000 yards on Cortland Sutton. I love that number. In the book, uh, or books that already have it up, have not adjusted to it. And I'm interested in seeing where Bet Rivers puts it too. And that's what I'll be waiting on. When are the props coming up on Bet Rivers? And where are they going to set Cortland Sutton? I don't see them setting at 1,000 yards more than some of the other places that have them out. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, that was number one on the front range four. Want to let you know, though, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost on all tennis wagers. Visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app every Wednesday to receive a 20% boost on any tennis wager. Every Wednesday, automatically receive a 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. You got to be 21. Got to be in Colorado, and if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, we'll get into the MVP talk in just a minute, but I do want to let you know, uh, so I, I didn't even know this was happening. I logged into Bet Rivers this morning to place a preseason bet. We have, oh, we got preseason football back, the Hall of Fame game, Raiders-Jaguars, and um, it popped up. Win a profit boost up to 100%, uh, yeah, 100% profit boost. I got the 20% profit boost. I was going to bet this. And guys, girls, it is a very, it was $10 just to have some action in this, okay? It's just a fun bet. Let's just have a side here. And I'm probably not going to watch the whole game. Uh, this is a really, really bad game. Would I watch Raiders and Jaguars for a quarter if Trevor Lawrence was in there? Yeah, but he's not. He's not. Before we handicap any game, we want to look at the weather, okay? And we look at that. Rain doesn't affect scoring. People think it does, it doesn't. If there's a torrential downpour, it does. This is not supposed to be a heavy rain in Columbus, Ohio. Light wind, six, seven miles an hour. No real advantage here. I mean, could we see more turnovers? You've got inexperienced players. You've got players that are not really as good. Uh, yes, depending on how wet the ball is, but that's not something I'm going to use in a handicap here for this preseason game. That's just, it, it's too broad. It's too open. Like we can't really quantify, uh, the amount of turnovers we're going to have with these inexperienced players. We just don't know. Uh, last year. Okay. Let's go look at the history Steelers. We had four straight wins by favorites and the underdog Steelers won last year's game. Favorites and underdogs, 2-2-1 two, two, and one against the spread in the last five. That's not anything to look at here. However, 
Favorites are 12 and four straight up, nine, five and two against the spread back in 2003. These are some notes that I found this morning on VEASAN, VEASAN.com. Under is hitting seven of nine in the eight Hall of Fame game since 2003, which the line moved off the opening number. The favorite is five, two and one. The line moved just a little bit. Okay, so just a little bit of a line move here. Um, and if you go to Bet Rivers, there's a whole section here. It just says 2022 Hall of Fame game. Let me give you the lines. Jaguars plus 110, Raiders minus 136. Raiders minus 2.5 is minus 107. Jags plus 2.5, minus 113. Total points has been bet down from 33.5 to 30.5. The under is minus 115. The over is 105, plus 105. Mm, interesting. Um, so again, the under has hit 7 of 9. But I will remind you that this thing has been bet down three points already. Now, QB for the Jags, no Trevor Lawrence, no C.J. Beathard. So they're going to go to their third, fourth, fifth stringers, okay? Uh, Jake Luton, only NFL stats of a record came in three starts with the Jags back in 2020. He's going to start. He's going to get a ton of work. Kyle Sloter. Impressive preseason, 74% completion rate, 11 touchdowns, one interception in the preseason. Ooh, he's also played back in spring ball in the USFL. If you're playing daily fantasy, get some Kyle Sloter in there, no question. Uh, but this is a guy that's had success in the preseason. On the other side of things, you got the Raiders, no car. Jarrett Stidham, who followed uh, McDaniels from New England, he's likely starting tonight. Uh, maybe some Nick Mullins, too. We'll see. But these are just the quarterback matchups. There is no secret. The unders have been bet. They've been bet hard. And if you are 50-50 on a game, on a total, you go under. Okay? And I think that the over-under was just too low to begin with. Okay? You had 32 and a half at most books. And then people start, oh, here we go. We got the Hall of Fame game. Let's start putting bets in. So it went 33 and a half immediately down to 32 and a half. Sitting at 32 and a half now down to 30 and a half. Okay. Since 2010, the average Hall of Fame game, 28.3 points. Hmm. 71% of the bets, under. 70% of the tickets, 77% of the money have come in on the Raiders. If you're going to make a bet here, God, 30 and a half is low, right? 30 and a half is really low. I'm going to take the under anyways. It's a $10 bet. Big deal. If you want to sprinkle on it, just because of history here, just because I know that we're not even talking about second stringers. We're talking about third, fourth, fifth string quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. Two head coaches that'll probably be trying really hard too, because you got a new one um, in Peterson in Jacksonville and you got McDaniel in Las Vegas. So again, just because of the trends, the under the way to go for me. All right, let's get into the NFL MVP odds. This will be number three on the front range for four biggest stories on the front range. NFL MVP odds. First off, because this has a lot to do with Russell Wilson, revisiting the Russell Wilson MVP. There's been no movement uh, at 15 to one after the Tim Patrick in injury. No movement. He's still 15 to one. And I liked Russell Wilson as my long shot, but just not anymore. I like that Nathaniel Hackett's building the offense around his strengths. They've got a good running game. It's going to help with play action. It'll cover up any wards from an, uh, what I think is still an above-average offensive line. It'll be different because it's different skill sets. It's more athleticism, not just bulk. But I still think there's an above-average offensive line with this scheme. Sutton and Judy 
one and two wide receivers makes one of them pro bowlers boy he's got a good chance to win it that means one of those two dudes is just going to absolutely blow up but the loss of tim patrick really does concern me uh, denver's thin at wide receiver behind the top two guys and i'm not sure there's anyone on the roster that can play the tim patrick role nearly as well as patrick i know i brought up you know an option or two earlier with seth williams but i'm, I'm just not buying into it okay uh You've got a new quarterback here, but the one guy that he had that Russell Wilson had to be looking at in the end zone was Tim Patrick. I mean, just a nasty red zone target. And he had 36% of Denver's end zone targets last year. Sixth highest rate among receivers. Even Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke knew where to go with the ball. Okay? So now what do you have to do? Now what do you have to hope if you already have that bet in on Russell Wilson MVP? You got to hope the Broncos are still going to win at least 12 games and win the division. Okay, that's the first thing. Now, last year, weeks one through five, Wilson, 9.6 yards per attempt, 72% completion percentage. Then he came back from injury, wasn't ready, obviously. Went from 9.6 yards per attempt to 6.97 yards percent and a 61% completion rate. So in order for Russell Wilson to win the MVP, he's going to have to be right up there over six yards per, or over nine yards per attempt. And let's face it, he's not going to throw 72% completion percentage, but 68, 69%, that'll put you right in the mix. Now, if the Broncos use Wilson like the Packers did Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, I think you can expect about 31 pass attempts per game. He has to be hyper-efficient. He has to allow the run game to do its job. The loss of Patrick hurts big time. I am off the Wilson MVP train for right now. I just, uh, again, you're missing... A massive, I, I don't know if they can make up the yardage and the target share and, and the production that they're losing in Tim Patrick. I, I've told you, I thought he was going to be the wide receiver too here. And he had a shot at a thousand yard season with uh, a big time touchdown upside. That to me just knocks Russell Wilson down a little bit. You know, I think no matter what, our other players going to step up and get the work yes maybe they've got to dump it down to the running backs more which i'd like to see maybe alberto really does turn into a stud maybe one of these other wide receivers steps up maybe hamler turns into a stud i just i, I don't see it i don't see a conglomerate coming in here and picking up the yards all of the yards and all the production that i saw tim patrick getting so it's a little bit of a step back for me on russell wilson and i will not uh, bet that MVP right now. Uh, secondly, that was first off. Secondly, make sure you shop around. You know, you got Justin Herbert anywhere from nine to one to eleven to one. It's all over the place. Jalen Hurts twenty to one to thirty-three to one. Most of the 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 best odds are on Bet Rivers. Let's go look at some MVP trends, and then we'll get into some guys I'm fading and the plays that I'm still on. Jalen Hurts twenty to one. You can find him at thirty-three to one here. QB has won 14 of 15 MVPs, okay? A non-quarterback hasn't won of the award since uh, 2012. So it's going to be a QB. Offensive player of the year, non-quarterback, good chance. MVP, quarterback, okay? Uh, you'll want a quarterback on a team that's going to finish with a top three or four record as well. It's not like baseball where Mike Trout can win the MVP on, a, on one of the five worst teams in baseball. No, no, no. That's, that's not how this works, Okay? Here's who I won't bet right now. Russell Wilson, 
Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he gets the three-peat. He lost Devontae. I think his overall numbers drop substantially. They're talking about him dumping down to the running backs a lot more. And in order for him to win the MVP, he's going to have to throw for more TDs and more yards for the writers to give him a shot. They're not going to want to give three in a row to him. And he likely won't average 7.6 yards per attempt, again, without uh, Adams and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I mean, Alan Lazard is in a nice spot, but... You know, they've got massive question marks in that wide receiver core, tight end. I mean, it could be a lot of Lazard and uh, A.J. Dillon and and Aaron Jones. I'm fading. I'm fading, Rodgers. And I'm not on Tom Brady either right now. No Gronk coming back. I get it. They've signed some other guys too, but boy, at what point in time do we just jump off the Brady train? I'm not there yet, but I just think there's some players in better situations to win the MVP. I'm also fading the hype on Jalen Hurts, 25 to 1. Uh, I get it. The, easies ha- the Eagles have an easy schedule, at least on paper. Okay. And I like Philly. Hurts can run. He has a strong arm, but 60.6 completion percentage last year, under 61%. That is hideous. Is he going to be able to get into the 65, 66% range like that? I don't think so. Even with A.G. Brown. Even with A.J. Brown. Brown and Smith, Devontae Smith, by the way, that's a nasty, nasty athletic pair. Big dudes. Is Brown magically going to add four percentage points to Jalen Hurts' completion percentage? I don't think so. And if he does that, he needs to get into the Lamar Jackson-Josh Allen range, which is in the mid-60%. I just don't see it, okay? The Eagles are going to have to finish with one of the top four or five records in the NFL. I don't see that. So he's a pass for me. So here are the guys in the mix. Actually, I've got one more pass. One more pass. I did like Joe Burrow, right? I like Joe Burrow a bit. He led the NFL in completion percentage, almost 70%, 69.9%. Had a full season under his belt after age, uh, ACL surgery. And now he comes in with possibly the best wide receiver core in the NFL. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Problem is he just had an appendectomy. Now that doesn't completely knock me off of Joe Burrow, but... If you're betting Joe Burrow, bet him closer to the season. Let him get all the soreness out. Let him get back on the field, see how he looks, okay? I love that the Bengals went out and made investments on the offensive line, right? Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, Lyle Collins, okay? But there's a couple things working against him. The appendectomy, yeah. And then the Bengals' win total is only 9.5. So, I, again, I think he's going to have to win 11, probably 12 games to be in the mix. Not there for me. That's That's a number that... No, 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 no. Uh, Broncos fans, you might not like this pick, but looking in the direction of Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Second season in the league, he was great. Over 5,000 yards, he had 38 touchdowns. Turning the ball over a little bit. I think Josh Palmer takes a nice leap at wide receiver. Mike Williams is back. Keenan Allen is back. But he has to cut down on those picks. 15 last year. More than Mahomes in a down year, who had 13. Chargers, obviously a hellish division. But if they win it and Herbert climbs, he can win the MVP. Boom. There's one. Nine to one. Josh Allen's the favorite. He tossed for nearly 4,500 yards, 36 touchdowns, 763 yards rushing. He's mobile. He's got a cannon arm. He's on a really, really good team. His 64% completion percentage was just ahead of Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones. I think he continues to get better at that. He's improved. He's always improving. He has explosive playmakers on a team that can finish with the best record in the NFL. And if they do that, they finish in the best record in the NFL because of him. 
I mean, he just, he has turned, I mean, obviously McDermott's great, but he has turned this franchise around. Absolutely amazing what he's done. Herbert is at nine to one. Allen is at seven to one. Those would be the two bets for me. I'm just checking around. Burroughs at 12 to one. Russell Wilson, 15 to one. Anybody farther down the list? Again, Jalen Hurts at 30 to one. Possibly. I'm not buying into Derek Carr. Kyler Murray is not the guy that I want to see um, when he's on the injury report. He's just not the same guy. Lamar Jackson at 18 to one is an interesting one. I've talked about him uh, quite often, quite often. Lamar Jackson, 18 to one. He's got the skill set. They were so banged up last year. The wide receiver core outside of um, uh, Rashad Bateman, and then you've got the tight end, Mark Andrews. There's not that much help for him in the passing game. His running backs are banged up. I mean, Lamar Jackson's going to run for 1,000 yards this year. And a few years ago, he won the MVP. And I think that, you know, the Ravens are going to take a step forward again this year, probably win that division in my estimation. 18 to 1, Lamar Jackson. Probably That's as low as I will go at 18 to 1, Lamar Jackson. But that's my MVP rundown for you. So right now, the bets, Herbert, Allen, Lamar Jackson. Those are the three. Those are the three. And that was number three in the front range. Four. Four biggest sports stories on the front range. Um, Rockies have an afternoon game in San Diego. They'll likely lose that. I'm, I mean, I did an interview with uh, Greg Peterson. Peterson had me on last night. He is uh, the baseball guy over at VEASAN. He and Adam Burke. And he's like, what's going on with the Rockies? I said, you didn't even know that they were the one team that didn't make a trade. The one team that didn't make a trade on deadline day. And it's pizza parties. And you know, what else did they have? They, they, Bill Schmidt thought that he was the only general manager to give a player an extension right by the deadline. He was wrong. Joe Musgrove, who they'll face today with the Padres, Austin Riley with the Braves. I mean, you extended a 37-year-old reliever for two years. Don't act like you accomplished anything here, big guy. No trades with guys that their values, I mean, they might not be higher for the rest of this year, even in the offseason. Chad Cool looks like a bum. And I hate saying that because I'm a cool guy, but, and no pun intended there, but man, Chad Cool, uh, there's no value there anymore. He's just been getting rocked. If they, sh they should have traded him a few weeks ago, they should have traded Marquez in the offseason, like I said, just a disaster. But at least you're not the guy that decided to take $250 and flush it down the toilet today. Because somebody, a better in New York, Put $250 on the Rockies to win the World Series at plus 2,500, which means 250 to 1. That means if the Rockies win the World Series, he would get paid $62,500. But that's not going to happen. He just pissed that money away. Let's talk some more uh, baseball with my buddy. And that was the Front Range 4, four biggest sports stories on the Front Range. Let's talk some baseball with my guy, Mark Springer. Altitude 92.5 next on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21, must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. Oh, it's been a while. We got him back. Mark Springer, Altitude 92.5. He's our abs guy, but we, we talk baseball and now preseason football with him. You and I are actually betting on this preseason Hall of Fame game tonight. So 
I must say this though. It's not like a real unit. I literally took only $10 and put it down just so I have something to say that I actually bet it. Like, did you bet actual money on this game tonight with the Raiders and the Jags? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. In fact, I'm already looking ahead to next week's preseason slate as well, trying to brush up on my depth charts, uh, seeing which backup quarterbacks are going to play. Because to me, that's the key is the quarterback depth charts, also running back depth chart and wide receiver, uh, who are going to be your options there. And looking at tonight's game, uh, obviously Trevor Lawrence isn't playing, but that's no surprise. I didn't expect that even to start. It's the Hall of Fame game. I guess the the key here is that C.J. Beathard is not going to play for the Jaguars. He's their backup, and a a backup quarterback that I I like. I like him going back to his Niners Niners days. Like, he can play a little bit, so if it's going to be the Jake Luton show – Mm-hmm. And my guy, the Kyle Sloter show, even though I wasn't overly impressed with my guy Kyle Sloter in his USFL action, give me Jared Stidham, give me Nick Mullins, and give me Chase Garbers, the rookie out of Cal, uh, with maybe some Zamir White, the rookie running back out of Georgia, factoring in tonight. Also, it's a couple of uh, head coaches in their first stint with the new team tonight, Josh McDaniels versus Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um and I also, look, I think bad haircut owner Mark Davis is going to beat bad mustache owner Shad Khan. That's something else I look at in a preseason game, especially the Hall of Fame game, Holden. We're going to get multiple shots to the owner's boxes tonight, or at least one on each side. I think Mark Davis's side is coming out on top tonight. Well, that is awfully interesting. By the way, you brought up my guy, Kyle Sloter. In the preseason, this guy has a 74% completion rate and 11-to-1 touchdown interception ratio. I mean, come yeah. on, man. Come on. How, yeah. how, is, how are the Jags not coming from behind when, you, when he comes into the game? How are you not betting that live? When Kyle Sloter was the third, fourth string, whatever it was with the Broncos, that's when he put those numbers up. He was excellent yeah. in the preseason several years ago. But I'm just – I'm selling my Sloter stock. He did not impress me. Oh, no all that much in the USFL. I know that his New Orleans Breakers did make it to the playoffs, uh, but they lost in that first-round playoff game. And Sloats, when I watched him, he just left a lot to be desired. Um, and I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm thinking Chase Garbers, the rookie out of Cal, actually a decent little quarterback, could be a decent preseason quarterback. That, that's where I'm going to ride tonight. With, with Stidham and Mullins, uh, whichever of those play, I think that they'll get the Raiders out to a little lead here. So yes, I bet the under 30 and a half and I just, I got, you know what? I got a 20% profit boost for tonight's game on bet rivers. If we can, let's let, come on, let's do a little Raiders money. Yeah, this is against you Raiders money line under 30 and a half at plus two That'll bump me up to two fifty eight. All right. We'll throw another $10 down. So I'm really invested in this game now. Hold $20. Uh, I'm going to have to cut back on cat food today. <laughs> Yeah, hey, look, uh, it was interesting. This line opened about even, and then with the Lawrence and Beathard news, even though I don't think the Lawrence thing should have affected anything, it's the Hall of Fame game. I don't care if he's a rookie quarterback. You're not playing your guys in the Hall of Fame game. You're not playing your starters. Um, But when I saw that Beathard was out, that's when the line started to move up to two, two and a half for the Raiders. Um, And so, I I mean, look, that's probably where a lot of public money is going to go tonight on the Raiders, but that's fine. That's fine. I'm with the public tonight, if that is the case. Yeah, that's fine. We can be with the public in preseason games because <laughs> nobody knows anything. 
to be yeah. perfectly honest with you, except unders. And unfortunately, this thing got bet down for 33 and a half, 32 and a half, and now it's 30 and a half. But screw it. Let's have some fun here. Let's just root against any points. Um, not worried about the weather, some rain tonight, not a lot of wind, but whatever. Uh, hey, I want to get your thoughts on Tim Patrick, by the way, because um, I don't think if you were taking a long shot on Russell Wilson to win MVP, I know it's only his wide receiver too, but I really think this this takes me a step back. This takes a few hundred yards, a couple hundred yards off his, his passing total this year. He's a big time end zone threat. He had 30, what was it? 36% of the targets in the, in the end zone last year. I'm a little concerned, man. I know everybody says it's a deep wide receiver room, but outside of Sutton, everybody has massive question marks. I mean, it's certainly a concern. I mean, because he's the one, you know what you're getting, reliable receiver. That's not to say that Cortland Sutton can't have a good season. I mean, he had a, Cortland Sutton actually had a quiet, sneaky, good season last year. He'd have some good fantasy weeks, but he wasn't popping like he was before he tore his ACL. Where, I mean, this is where I did have faith in Drew Locke, because Drew Locke came in and he did, he chuck some throws to Sutton and Sutton was coming down with these catches where it was like oh my god this guy's underrated uh he's you know one of those classic second round draft picks look how many second round drafted receivers have had success in the league and I felt like Sutton's name wasn't being thrown in the conversation enough but then he tore his ACL came back was I'm gonna say modest last year even though he did have some good weeks but now he's over he's like two years removed now from his ACL mm -hmm. if Sutton can be right I mean, I do think he can be that guy. Now, Tim Patrick has proven to be Mr. Reliable. He, he's got great hands. He's not fleet of foot by any means. That's been the knock on Tim Patrick, but what a great possession receiver. What a great reliable receiver. I think Sutton can be that, though. I think he's back. I think Sutton will have a good season. The, the question will be Jerry Judy. I mean, now the, now the expectations are going to be even higher for Jerry Judy because now you have to slot into that number two spot. You're going to have to play on the outside across from Cortland Sun, and you're not going to be rotated in near as much like you might have been with Tim Patrick healthy. And Judy's the question mark. I mean, we've seen out of that draft class, C.D. Lamb has already emerged onto the scene. Justin Jefferson has clearly emerged onto the scene. Several others as well. Judy's the one, and he was the highest drafted outside of Henry Ruggs, uh, who has not shown a whole lot in the NFL yet, but – Quarterback has been an issue for the Broncos, so maybe the addition of Russell Wilson finally pops Jerry Judy. And then K.J. Hamler, you know, he's coming off a torn ACL as well. But, man, it feels like he can be the Tyler Lockett for Russell Wilson. He's got the speed. He's got the comparable size to Tyler Lockett. And that's what the Broncos are missing that Russ had in Seattle that he doesn't have here is that Tyler Lockett. I think Sutton can be the D.K. Metcalf. I think KJ can be the Tyler Lockett, but certainly we have more questions now without uh, Tim Patrick. But I do think as the season rounds into form that Sutton's going to be just fine. I think KJ Hamler's going to be just fine. My question mark is Jerry Judy, though. I mean, listen, Mark, I I'm with you on Judy, by the way. I mean, it's he's got to have 900 yards this year. I think it's as simple as that. Um, and your two wide receiver sets, it was going to be Sutton and Patrick now, probably Sutton and Judy. Yeah. Uh, you just don't have a big body like Patrick was. This is a big loss. So yes, so much comes down on, on Jerry Judy at this point. And then after that, that's where I'm super concerned. Like Alberto, yeah. fine. He might get some extra targets. I think that Williams and Gordon are going to get extra targets now, but 
this vertical passing game and maybe the game, the pass, uh, the passing game in the end zone. Maybe it is Alberto. Maybe he's the guy that steps up, but they're short on receiving and he's going to be hyper efficient. He's going to have to be like Aaron Rodgers. This is almost, I, I will say this Aaron Rodgers had Devonte Adams and a whole bunch of nada, a whole lot of nada outside of that. Right. Alan Lazard would come in. Valdez Scantley would come in, you know, Cortland Sutton is no Devonte Adams. Uh, but, I just think he's going to be the target monster like that. Like anything under a thousand yards, you bet over on Cortland Sutton props. If you, if you bet preseason props, I don't because of the injury factor in the NFL, but I think that is the play right there over yards, Cortland Sutton. Yeah. I mean, who's their fourth receiver going to be? I mean, nowadays you go four wide more than ever in the NFL, you know, I mean, I guess keep an eye on Montreal, Washington. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like a fifth round pick. Uh, he, you know, was expected to mostly be a returner, but apparently in training camp so far, he's looked good. And Russell Wilson has shown some trust in him as a wide receiver, and he's a speedy guy. Uh, so keep an eye on him. And then, yeah, Albert Okuebenam, he's got all the tools. You know, he suffered from a case of the Judies a little bit last season, a case of the dropsies. Um, but other than that, Albert O has all the tools. Um, and certainly, you know, and with all these guys, it should be noted that Russell Wilson is a gigantic upgrade from what they've had in the past, so that should help them all as well. And also keep an eye on Greg Dulcich, the, the I think, third-round pick, the tight end out of UCLA. I like this kid. He's got the flowing, curly, long hair. He, he's, he should be in a shampoo commercial. That's fine. But I watched some of his highlights of him at UCLA, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson was their quarterback, who was a solid quarterback, but he could be up and down. But so you just focus on some of Dulcich's individual highlights when Robinson was able to find him in space. Dulcich can create space down the field. He's got a feel for the ball in the slot, and then he can run after the Dude. catch. Greg Dulcich. No way a rookie tight end is making an impact. It never happens. Kyle Pitts didn't make an impact till late in the season. Dulcich is. Get that name out of your mouth. I'm just, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just saying as an option who could be mixed in. It wouldn't surprise me if he has a sneaky okay rookie season. What is a sneaky okay rookie season? Like you know, thirty catches and two hundred <laughs> yards. I mean, what, what? A, that's a lot of catches, by the way. It's not happening. No, uh, you know, maybe he could get you three to five touchdowns tops. Uh, 30 tops catches. That would be a lot. It feels like a uh, few hundred yards. I, I like Greg Dulcich is the point. And especially if you have a tandem of him and Albert O, I think between the two of them, something can happen from the tight end position this season, which would be a little different for Russell Wilson. He didn't utilize tight ends a lot in, in Seattle. You'd have your random Will Disley touchdown, your random Jacob Hollister touchdown. Yeah. But other than that, he didn't really utilize the tight ends. Maybe that changes this season with Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. All right, let's get to our baseball card today. Uh, I got the A's early on against the junk. The A's can hit in the day. The Angels are horrible, and uh, the A's are going up against a right-hander. So that'll be my play. I got nothing really on the Rockies today. They're probably going to get their asses kicked, uh, but I don't want to back the Padres on the run line. I just, I, I'm not going to bother with right. that. Well, so. I'll just say real quick, Kyle Freeland's been pitching much better recently, including a great start in Milwaukee a week or so ago. And he beat the Dodgers on Saturday. He pitched pretty well in that game. So it's I don't want to go against Kyle. I love Kyle. It's tough for me to do that. Even though you're right, uh, the Padres should whoop him today. 
Um, and and he's he pitched well against the Padres too, especially out in San Diego. So mm-hmm. it might be that's why I don't want to go with the run line. I don't think mm-hmm. the Rockies win. I mean, I'm still throwing things at the wall because they're so bad at the deadline, being the only team in baseball not to make a trade, and then like bragging that they they were the only team to sign a player to an extension at the deadline when there were two other guys uh, that made massive extensions, and the only guy yeah. that extended was a reliever at 37. What are we well, doing? we'll see. I don't know if Daniel Bard is going to get a save opportunity today. He hasn't gotten a save opportunity in a minute. Good thing they extended him. He's not even getting save opportunities. Another thing about this game today, too, Brendan Rodgers is not in the lineup. I, I know some people don't like when I say this, but I do think Brendan Rodgers is the best hitter in that lineup, and if he's not in that lineup today, oh, boy, I don't know, man. Uh, they just can't hit on the road anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. There is no Brendan Rodgers, you know. It's a, it's a 4-10, so a 2 start out our time. Yeah, just just fade it. I mean, honestly, if you really wanted to go somewhere, I bet you what, their run total is probably 2.5, I would mm-hmm. think. That's but it's a- daytime in San Diego. Nighttime San Diego, marine layer, tough to hit. Daytime, you get those temperatures in the 70s, the ball could fly. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just – yeah, it's two and a half plus one twenty to the under. I'm not bothering with that either. It's just it doesn't make sense. Forget about it. Let's go to the Dodgers then. You like the Dodgers today, don't you? That's an early game as well, but we might as well discuss it. Um, what do you like about the Dodgers at San Francisco? Is this a run line play? It very well might be. Um, you know, I mean, similar to this Rockies Padres game. I mean, I think the Padres today are going for the five game sweep. Of the Rockies, which is wow. a rare thing. The Dodgers today are going for a four-game sweep of the Giants. And look, early in the week, I, I, I like the Dodgers to win that first game of the series. And it just kind of hit me, man. Are, are the Dodgers going to four-game sweep the Giants? And the reason I started thinking that is, remember last season, the Giants had the Dodgers' number. And the, the Giants, not only could they just not lose in general, they were one of these teams like, is this team going to lose? They... they beat the Dodgers consistently last season. I think coming out of the trade deadline here and the Giants are under 500, maybe they should have been a little more aggressive selling. They did trade Darren Ruff, I saw, to the Mets. Um, I think it's going to be the opposite right here. I think the Dodgers are going to sweep the Giants today uh, coming off of a season where it was the, it was the opposite. Uh, the Giants had the Dodgers number. I think that that's not going to be a thing right now. The Dodgers are going to four-game sweep. Joey Gallo is in that lineup. I know that he's been terrible for the Yankees all season long, but, hey, maybe we get a shot into McCovey Cove today. You look at this Dodgers lineup. It's solid top to bottom today. It's going to go Betts, Turner, Freeman, Smith, Muncie only hitting 167, but will still throw really good at-bats out there. Then Gallo, Gavin Lux batting 295. like to see Lux's power get up there. Cody Bellinger, is a, if he's your eight-hole hitter, like he's only hitting 206, but I still see some of the old, old, old Cody there. Uh, at, at the eight hole, I don't hate that. And then James Outman uh, took took the Rockies deep last weekend. The rookie is batting ninth. Uh, the, of course, the Giants are going to throw a bunch of righties out there against Clayton Kershaw. But I think the Dodgers are in screw the Giants mode. We're going to sweep these fools, make amends for last season, and put these these uh, jabronis to bed. I like the Dodgers to win and on the run line probably as well today. I like the jabronis angle you're taking here too. That's my new word. I find that to just be fascinating. Absolutely love it. Um, so that's your first one, by the way, I'm not a BVP guy that batter versus pitcher, but your mean Mercedes, JD Davis and Wilmer Flores all hit Kershaw. Well, but come on, 
I mean, we re- do we really have to worry about that? You got out. I just love these young guys that have come up too. Who was at Vargas last night? Altman. They got some studs, man. Their they farm system studs. is awesome. Like that's huh? the thing about the Dodgers is, yeah, they will you know sign Freddie Freeman to a pretty solid deal. But how do you think they acquired Trey Turner? Because they have an awesome farm system and they were able to trade good prospects for him. Yeah. Same thing with Mookie yeah. Betts, and they still have reserves in that farm system, like a James Outman. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a, they're just such a good team, man. They're such a good yep. team. Okay. Uh, next one, you got the Rangers. You like the Rangers today? I mean, what is I that? Do. That's a White Sox game, isn't it? This evening, Johnny Cueto and Cole Reagans, the left-hander coming to the mound. Now I saw, when I saw the White Sox at minus 130, I said, that's just too heavy juice for me. Now it's minus 139 money coming in on Chicago. What do you got here with the White Sox Rangers? Yeah. So the reason I like the Rangers tonight, uh, and this is, in part because they just got swept in four games at home by the Baltimore Orioles, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. I know Baltimore is playing a lot better, but I thought Texas would get one of those games. Uh, so I think they got a sour taste in their mouth. They have a good lineup. They really do. It's not an amazing lineup, but you still get Seager, Simeon, my, go- my guy Adolis Garcia, Nathaniel Lau- or Lowe has hit some home runs this season. Nate it's Lowe. a sneaky, okay lineup. Um, I think they're going to want to put that Orioles series behind them. They have a decent prospect in Cole Reagan starting. I think this is his major league debut. A guy who had two Tommy John surgeries, was a late first-round pick several years ago, had two Tommy John surgeries, and is now making his MLB debut. And I just think that Johnny Cueto is due for a bad start. He's actually been really good for the White Sox, which is a little bit of a surprise to me, ERA in the twos. But he's older. He leaves change-ups up at this point in his career. In Texas, I think he finally gets hit tonight. And the White Sox are that team that'll look good for a few days, and then they'll drop one. That's the Tony Larusa White Sox for you. So I think the Rangers, after getting swept by the Orioles, are going to be uh, looked at unfavorably. I think the public are going to be heavy on the White Sox tonight. My sharp eyes are on the Rangers tonight. All right, there's another one I'm just not going to, but okay, I feel you. What's the last one you got for me? Uh, Red Sox minus 140 at the Royals. Uh, Whit Merrifield just got traded to the Blue Jays, which is fine because his average has been really low this season. But that Royals lineup, they they you'd like to have a Whit Merrifield in there. You really would. Uh, Salvador Perez can still hit bombs, but he's hitting in the low 200s. Bobby Witt Jr. just coming back from injury. The Royals seem to be a little bit in flux right now. Also lost Ben Attendee at the deadline to the to the Yankees. Chris Bubik is very hittable. A lot of these Royals pitchers are hittable. They'll sprinkle some good st- starts in, but they're very hittable. Nick Pavetta is one of those somehow sneakily has decent starts as a veteran, even though we've seen him get uh, jacked up in the past. He's having a decent season. Uh, you're still going to get J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers in that lineup. Uh, I know that they you know, just traded a Christian Vasquez, but whatever. They didn't sell the farm or anything. They still have a solid bullpen with like a – with a Garrett Whitlock in that bullpen, uh, Tanner Houck. Like, the Red Sox are still primed to kind of stay in this thing. I, I think they should actually – them at minus one and a half at plus 120 is interesting too, but I think the Red Sox at minus 140 definitely win this game tonight. All right, buddy. What's going on on the show? Kreckman Lindahl, two to six. Uh, more Broncos training camp reaction as the guys are out of camp watching dudes and pads not do a whole lot. It's so unfortunate that Tim Patrick had to tear an ACL 
at stuff that just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. All right, buddy. Good to see you. At Mark A. Mark on Twitter. It doesn't matter. That is today's theme of the show. It's wonderful to be back. It's wonderful to catch up with you again. Uh, Everybody, review, five stars, thumbs up. Follow me on Twitter, at Holden Radio. Follow Springer, at Mark A. Mark. Um, There's an underscore in there somewhere. I don't know what the hell is going on here. But uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Got another great show for you. We'll talk some more Broncos bets. Thanks, Stephen Young, our producer. And thanks for you for checking out the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers.